This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Welcome back to Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo at Brookside Tax and Financial Group, and today I have my co-host, Tony Shore. How you doing, Tony? Chris, I am so happy to be here. I've had a great week. And I appreciate you having me on the show once again. I know we're going to have a great discussion. Uh, I've it's been crazy. The um, you know up in Minnesota where I'm from, the weather is uh, winter time already. Uh, we've hit really. We, it, we, last night I'm up in Minnesota right now. If our listeners don't know, I'm I'm here in my home studio here. We hit 35 as a low last night. Ugh. wow. Our, our weather's been pretty good. It's been in the seventies, uh, mm. and uh, at night it's in the you know low sixties. Yeah, 60s, that's perfect, so right there. It's been good sleeping yeah, weather. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah, so you know uh, we're we're headed into the our six to nine months of winter in Minnesota. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, well, we only have four to five here, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So uh, how have you been? What have you been up to? I've been good. We've been really busy. A um, couple things. We hired a um, Medicaid expert, like an attorney, to help uh, people in nursing home and, and elder, elder law stuff. So uh, we will probably be doing some podcasts with him uh, shortly. And I went and grabbed my daughter out of Washington. So she's uh, in between jobs and stuff. So she came home for a little while, and uh, it's good to have her Well, home. you should have her on the show uh, to talk about... Uh you know, her generation and what they want and things like that. Yeah. Sure. Sure. We could do that. She'd be glad to do that. Yeah. Hopefully I can, we can always edit it, right? Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> Just kidding. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, you don't trust her? I mean, come on. No. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. That so. would be very good. So what are we going to talk about on the show today? What topic do you have for us? Well, a topic that comes up once in a while, and we don't necessarily handle them, but it's a topic that comes up. I thought we'd discuss them as reverse mortgages uh, because it is a it is a retirement tool because you have to be at least sixty two years old to to be able to get one. So, um, so we thought we'd talk about because I think there's a lot of myths out there. You know, you're going to lose your home and things like that. You know, so um, I thought we'd we'd talk about yeah, that. Yeah, that today. sounds great. I mean. You know, you hear so many things, uh, positive and negative, about reverse mortgages. There's all these rumors out there. Uh, a lot of people don't understand how they work. Uh, I know that I've always been a little confused uh, on reverse mortgages and exactly how they work or how they help people. So I think this is a great topic. And, you know, my first question would be, Chris, is, uh, you know, what is a reverse mortgage and how is it, how does it work? How is it supposed to help someone? Okay. Okay, so most of our listeners know what a traditional well, mortgage sure. is, right? So you you borrow money from a bank and then you pay them um, a monthly payment with interest and principal until you're until you pay it off, fifteen years, thirty years, whatever whatever it may be. So you're actually buying your house at that time. So a reverse mortgage is similar. 
about the opposite, right? So the, the how it's the opposite. Look, you already own your home, and it's most likely it's paid off, or pretty much paid off. So so let's say you have a a five hundred thousand dollar home, and it's paid off, and you know you don't have a lot of savings, or you just need a little extra cash here and there, and um, you you know where are you going to grab it from? So, and it could be that you know you bought your house for two hundred grand, and over the years it just you know, it appreciated. So, so you want to pull some cash out of this house to either make repairs, uh, live off of it, vacation, travel. It's just, it's just another one of your assets that you have. So, um, instead of pulling money out of the stock market, you may want to pull money out of, out of your house. Now we don't suggest, which is kind of taboo is to pull money out of your house and put it in the stock market. We don't really suggest going in debt to invest. So, but if you if you need some money out, or you said, look, you know, we want we wanted we wanted to take that well maybe not today, but we wanted to take that trip to Europe, and we need another ten grand, twenty grand, whatever it is, and let's grab some out of our house. Now, some people have done equity lines, but the reverse mortgage generally is more money. So let's say uh, you have this five hundred thousand dollar house, and you want to pull out three hundred grand, right? So there's limits to what you can pull out based on your equity in your house and your age and things like that. So we we won't get into all that, but so basically you're going to, they're going to give you this lump sum, potentially this lump sum of money, and then you do whatever you want with it. It's not taxable. You're getting your own money out of your own house, but you know, there are some advantages and disadvantages like everything else has. So, um, so I thought maybe we would talk about some of those. Well, for sure. And it's, it's fascinating. So basically, uh, the bank is kind of buying back the house from you. Is that basic? Uh, not really. They're actually just giving you a mortgage. So it's, it's a traditional mortgage in a sense that they're they're loaning you money. There's an yep. interest rate. The benefit is you don't make any payments, right? So the interest is just accumulating. Oh. I mean, you can. There are some mortgages that let you um, make payments if you want to pay it off. So, but ideally, let's say you borrow three hundred thousand dollars and you're you're and the rates are pretty pretty good right now. Let's say just round numbers five percent. You might be even get a lower, but so you're going to, the interest is going to accrue every month, like just a loan does, but you're not making any payments and the lender will get their payment, their money back either when you sell the property or you leave the property. So if you say, look, we're going to downsize and we're going to move, um, then there's a mortgage on your property like any other mortgage would be on your property. So Tony, you want to sell this house? You're going to sell for five hundred thousand dollars. You borrowed three hundred thousand with interest. It's now three twenty. Uh, you so you sell the house. You get the five hundred. You pay the three twenty off, and you you know you keep the rest. So it kind of works similar to a regular mortgage. Now, the issue is that um, if you don't sell, so let's say you die in the house. Okay, so now if you, so it's e- either if you leave the house or sell the house, so if you die, you're leaving, right? So you're leaving the house and um, the mortgage becomes due. So it, your heirs will sell the house or do whatever they want to do. Somebody's going to buy the house from the estate and that mortgage will get paid off. Um, now the benefit is, the one of the benefits is that the heirs don't owe anything. So let's say... Um, you borrowed 300 and by the time you died, you owed 400 and the house only sold for 350. Right. Right. The heirs don't, the heirs don't owe the extra 50. That's the, the risk that the, the lender's taking and there's, you know, it's through FHA and there's some, and we should probably talk about that, but there's, you know, there's fees and everything that go along with this. So part of the 
FHA, FHA program is there's going to be some insurance that you're paying for along the way. So, so one of the nice thing is that you're, you don't have to worry about your heirs being stout with your debt. And the flip, yeah. yeah. So the, the flip side though, is if the, say your house keeps appreciating and you die. And I think one of the misconceptions is, oh, the bank's just going to keep my house. The bank is just a lender like any other lender. They don't, they don't get the windfall if your house goes up in value. Let's say you borrowed 300 and it's up to 350 and you eventually sell the house for 600. They don't get to keep the extra. They, they only get what they're owed. So if there's anything extra, it's going to go back to your estate hmm, or your family. That's good. So, so what are what are the negatives so, then? I mean, it sounds like a lot of positives to a reverse mortgage. Uh, what's the downside to a reverse mortgage? Well, some of the downsides are um, you you know you, you are accumulating interest. You you know you're you're going to um, uh, somewhere down the road somebody's going to owe this money right. back, right? So you're not so. Um, there are, there are fees and there's probably more fees in these loans and traditional loans, closing costs, insurance costs, because what happens is there's some insurance component there so that if your house is underwater when you die, not literally, but you know, you owe more yeah. than it's worth. Uh, we just had a rainstorm here. It, it, it rained like six <laughs> inches in one day the other day. So. Thank, thank God we're on a really high hill. So you're not underwater, literally, but some people might. Oh be. no! It, it, if we're underwater, Noah's rowing the boat <laughs> next. Next, right. I mean, because we're like we're like 300 feet oh, above the river. Good. So, um, so, so if you're underwater, you know you don't you don't own any of this back. But they, um, but there's there's interest accumulating, so you have to be careful of that. Um, some of the other. Uh, you know, you may not be able to take out as much as you think you should be able to take out. So that's, you know, it's based on age and equity. So you might think, look, look, I got $500,000 of equity. Why can't I take out 480? Because they don't allow you to take that much because, you know, down the road, this interest has to accumulate and, you know, based on age and interest rates, they're hoping that this loan never goes, you know, it's never underwater. So there's tables and stuff to tell you how, um, how much you could take out. The other thing is you have to be careful if you're on any type of governmental assistance programs like Medicaid or some other needs-based assistance. Um, you should probably talk to it. We're not the expert in this area, but talk to an expert in this area that um, it could affect whether you lose your Medicaid benefits or your assistance benefits because now you have a you know you have a bunch of cash in your in your in your bank and and you qualified for these other Medicaid or government-based programs because you didn't have any money. Right. So, so you want to be, you want to be careful with that. So, um, you know, the, the, the pros though is, you know, you get to stay at home. So people who might be strapped for cash, um, could still stay in their homes. Now, you know, there's not going to be a a foreclosure. Now look, there could be a foreclosure. It's very rare or for, because you're still required to pay the taxes and up, upkeep the house like you just normally would. So if you if you fall behind on taxes, that's one of the things, you know, in every mortgage, like, look, if you don't pay your taxes, we can potentially foreclose on the mortgage. So, but the, the other benefit is, a couple benefits is, um, really don't have to worry about credit scores because they have this asset, 
Right. So generally there's no uh, credit or income uh, requirements and you don't make a monthly payment. So let's say you pull two, $300,000 out of this house. You don't pay the mortgage back. Hmm. You don't pay it back until you leave or sell the house. Ah, Okay. So, right. So, I mean, you can, I mean, it's like any other mortgage. If you want to make payments, you can, it would reduce what you owe. But the idea here is look, you either don't have any other money around. So some clients come in, look, I don't, I didn't save anything. We don't, you know, we kind of went through our, our, our investments and things and we really have no more money, but we need money. So, you know, I, I tell this is kind of a last for me, at least it's your last bite at the apple. Right. So you don't really, I don't like using reverse mortgages unless people really are stuck and they need money. So if they have equity, look, we bought our house 30 years ago for $50,000. It's now worth $300,000. Why can't we tap any of that? Hmm. Right. So, so, um, so there are, there are pros and cons to it, but you, you gotta be careful just like it, it is a loan, right? So, um, you want to make sure that you understand all, all the aspects and the FHA is, I think all of them go through the FHA now. So hopefully you won't uh, be taking a reverse mortgage in some back alley somewhere. So <laughs> the other thing is that the proceeds from the loan are not taxable. So it's not like you're selling your potentially selling your house where it may or may not be taxable. You know, this is your bar, basically you're borrowing money from yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so you're, yeah. you're borrowing money from your, yeah. you're borrowing money from yourself and you're paying yeah. interest. That's crazy. But, but you know, if it, if you don't have any other money laying around, you know, well, why not? Or, you know, you don't have to take out 300 grand. You could take out less or, you know, Rose should sit down with a, with a lender and say, well, maybe, maybe I really just need a home equity line, right? For repairs or I want to buy a new car or like we want to take to make trip those to Asia. We need, right. You have to pay that back. It's so it's different, but you know, you should, you know, weigh the pros and cons, whether you want a monthly payment. If you're only taking 20, 30 grand out, you probably want to do a home equity line. If you're going to take hundreds of thousand dollars out and you don't think you're ever going to leave this house, then maybe, maybe this is a play for you. But it's not necessarily play for everybody. I mean, if sure. you if you know that this house is too big for me, and I'm going to downside in two or three years, or downsize, um, then that's probably not a good play because all of a sudden you're going to owe this yeah. money back. But as but then again, as long as there's enough equity in the house, do you really care, right? So if you take two three hundred thousand dollars out and you have five hundred thousand dollars of equity, if it sells for five hundred, it's going to pay off the loan, right? Right. Um, so, um, I, I don't think it's good or bad or indifferent. We just have to make sure that, um, you know, people are, people are careful yeah. with it. So yeah. just another technique out there. Yeah, for sure. But I wouldn't, uh, get, I wouldn't get talked into, and, and I think we've seen this in other areas. And I think even on some of the applications now that we use for financial products that they ask, do you have a reverse mortgage? And is this money that you're investing coming from the reverse mortgage? Ah, because they, because um, they, they tend to not like that, oh, right? Because okay. you're, you're borrowing money, basically paying some interest rate off in there. I, I think it's just precautionary on the financial side because, in theory, what do you care? I borrow money and I reinvest it, right? right. But there's been there's been enough bad apples that you know you know we have rules for people who 
get themselves yeah. in trouble. Yeah. Right. So in theory, I should be able to take money out of my house and invest in the market if I want to. If I'm paying 3% on the mortgage and I can make 6% in the market, that sounds logical. But, uh, you know, people get caught up in it. And um, so it's very, it's very much out there that, uh, uh, that they don't want people using reverse mortgage money to invest. Hmm. But interesting. So. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously. People can really get themselves in trouble. It's just like you shouldn't do a reverse mortgage to take the money and, and go to Vegas and gamble it. <laughs> well, maybe. Okay. Oh, maybe you should. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a gambler. I'm too much yeah. of a CPA to be a yeah, gambler, Well, the so. stock market is a gamble. Um, I mean, you know, you take it out of if, I mean, there's probably a reason they don't let you because, you know, what if the stock market tanks? Then boom. I mean. Well, you lose your money, but you know you owe this money yeah. back. But you know the, it you know stock market for eh, impression says for most people it's legalized gambling. If you really don't know what the heck you're doing, you shouldn't be right. doing it. Right? I mean, like I don't work on yeah, my car exactly. Right? I put the I put the gas in. I can change an air filter. I can put the fluids in, but other than that, I don't mess with my car. Right. So if you're not you know, a financial guy um, or, or gal um, and you really don't know how the stock market works or I mean, we have look, there's a lot of people that we have that, you know, don't even know what a mutual fund is. Right. So you probably shouldn't be trying to day trade. But, that, you know, that's a whole nother topic. Day trading, I really do think, is legalized gambling. But uh, well, yeah, yeah. So it is always a gamble. So, well, the thing is, uh, reverse mortgages are an option for certain people. And it sounds like sure. some of the factors you're talking about, Chris, are age, the value equity age, in your definitely. house. You know, how much of your house do you have paid off? If you owe too much in your house, it's not going to work out. It, yeah, because they have to pay yeah, off the other loan yeah. first. So so if you owe $300,000 on your house and you want a home equity, I mean, a reverse mortgage, they're going to say, well, we got to pay that lender off first because for those listeners, so whoever has the lien, the first lien wins in a foreclosure. Sure. So if, if Tony, you have the first lien and the second lender is trying to foreclose, it doesn't work no. out, right? No. Because they have to pay off. So- so when, if you have, now it might be a way to pay off your old loan because maybe you have a loan at 7% or 8% or 10% and the new equity lines at three or four or five. So maybe you can take the, 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 not equity line, I'm sorry, the reverse mortgage money and pay off the old mortgage. So, so that that's a possibility, but, um, you know, just gotta be careful because, you know, the real benefit is you you don't have to pay. You don't have a monthly payment, which people well, like. Yeah, right. Obviously, so, yes. So they're, they're basically you again. You're you're borrowing money from your yourself, but you you know you still you still have to do this all the same things as a as a homeowner. They they don't own your house. They just have a mortgage on it. So you know you still got to pay the property tax. You still got to pay the homeowner's insurance. You still got to maintain the house. So, um, but you have to be concerned that if you leave the house, you owe the money back. Right. So then there's questions and you probably should talk with the lenders. Like, what if you go into a nursing home? Do you owe the money back now or do you owe the money back when you pass away? I mean, is there, is there, is there an intent to return from the nursing home to your house? Everyone always says there's an intent to return for Medicaid purposes. Sure. 
but I don't, I don't know many people, unless it's, you know, short-term rehab type of thing. I don't know many people that go into a nursing home for dementia or Alzheimer's or things like that. They come well, out. No, no, right. that so, doesn't happen. Unfortunately, right, so. uh, long-term care is, is a, it's sad, especially if you're going into a memory care unit, then, then obviously you're not coming back out. So typically, right. typically that's tough. So, well, this has been a great discussion, Chris. Uh, we're almost out of time. Why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you if they want to sit down and talk about different options they have with their finances? Sure. So our number is 440-886-3550, or you could check out our website at brooksidetax.com. Either one of those will will get you to our office and uh, we'll be glad to talk to you. You know, we don't charge for our initial consultation because we don't know if we can help you. So if and when after that consultation you think we can help you, we'll we'll let you know if there's a fee or not. Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't, but, um, you know, it doesn't hurt to come in and just talk, have a coffee and maybe your, maybe your finances are perfect. <laughs> well, you, you never know. know. <laughs> I, I doubt too many people you know, are it, perfect. It does, I mean, it does, it does happen. It, yeah. I mean, it does happen sometimes where, you know, people have like their plans pretty, pretty darn good. And we like, we don't need to tweak any of it. Sure. So I would say that's a rarity, yeah. but uh, you know, even if you could tweak a few things here and there that, that can help out, um, uh, maybe things you haven't heard of just like this reverse mortgages. So there's a lot of techniques out there that, a lot of people haven't heard about it. So, All right. Call. Sounds good. And that number one more time. 440-886-3550. All right. Thanks, Chris. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Road to Retirement with our host, Christopher Anselmo. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.